Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. RJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. The question is, how are you and your family doing? Uh, we're doing okay. So um, we are recording this uh, on Sunday night when, if things had gone according to plan, uh, we would have been traveling. I'd just gotten back home from from Canada, and of course we weren't there because Ben got sick, and then I got sick, and then and then Katie somehow she avoided it all altogether. <laughs> but uh, is Ben yeah, still so grounded or? Ben Ben's he's he's up and running around like a crazy man. So he no, so, is he yeah. still grounded? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> he's grounded <laughs> for life. Yeah. Um, no, uh, a little uh, you know, a little COVID never never hurt anybody no. so um you know i'm obviously i'm being silly you know covid not something to 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 mess around with even even today but um you know happened and 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 couldn't travel and then and then you might hear it in my voice i'm a little more uh deeper uh in the in the register uh this week than usual uh, but other than that yeah doing just fine and um yeah so uh, i think katie just uh, avoided all of it because that's what women do and they 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 laugh at, at us as we as we you know lay on the couch and moan um but uh yeah so i think you know all in all we're doing okay it was disappointing we we were looking forward to getting up there and and uh and and we'll get into this 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 as you should know this is actually going to be part one of uh of two separate podcasts that are going to come out this week and uh we'll get into the the stuff that happened in the ibu cup action in canmore on part two but uh, yeah, we were planning on being there and getting together and seeing some races, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to tell you that you didn't miss much, but I'd be lying a hundred percent. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <But laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you didn't have to uh, go through minus twenty, twenty five, minus thirty mm-hmm. for a couple nope. of days. Didn't have to do that. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually. It was twenty-seven uh, Celsius here yesterday, and uh, plus. I, I'm assuming. Yes, <laughs> quite plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. And so, uh, time to get the pool ready. I think I sent yeah. you a picture of it with all the the leaves and the the pollen in it. So, uh, we'll have to get that sucker cleaned out quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, any uh, things that uh, stood out in the the world of biathlon in the, the last week or so? Speaking of COVID. Um, I think that that being the the uh, the big story, right? So there was all the races that happened, but I think that the big thing that's going to be the biggest impact on the world of biathlon is is COVID, and um, it started uh, with the positive tests rolling in about a week ago. With uh, Lagride was positive, and then there was a trio of Norwegian women. I think Fem Steinevek and and Lean, and I've for, forgotten who the third one was, uh, tested positive, and then. I don't know. Did get uh, Canton Fiume? Did he race the sprint race? I think he raced the sprint race and then tested positive for COVID, so he wasn't able to start the pursuit. And then after the pursuit, we learned that both uh, uh, Johannes and Tariabo both um, had a, I guess, what they clear called a uh, a light positive COVID test, but they were asymptomatic and ran the race and of course you know we'll get into this later but finished first and second and then and then the news came out after the race that they tested uh light positive so um i never yeah. knew that was a thing light positive 
No, and this, so this is a question I asked: was what kind of machines are they using? Because and, and it looks like it's just the, like you, you swab your nose and you stick it in the thing, and then and mm-hmm. you watch and, and do the two lines come up positive. The machines that we use are just it's either positive or negative. It just right, know, that's it. Uh, but I guess it was a faint line, and they were asymptomatic, so they were allowed to run the race. And um, don't want to get into the the um, ethics or whatever with that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but but I do find it, it interesting it that you know obviously there's something going on in your body then, and they can yeah. still you know make it to first and second place. So I mean, at that yeah. point, it definitely wasn't affecting them much. I would no. hope because yeah. <laughs> I mean, JT Bo was saying that he could still improve his uh, his shape a little bit. But I, I will say that watching, I don't know if you were able to to watch the race live as it was happening, but he definitely looked to me. I thought watching him, I was like, wow, he's starting with such a huge a huge lead. He's just taking it easy, like he's not getting into fifth gear because he just doesn't need to. But I'm wondering now, was he not able to? I don't know. But he didn't look like he was suffering at all. He just looked like he was not putting it all the way into well you must have read my article about you know if he shoots <laughs> clean there's just no way he's gonna not yeah. win especially with Stuart homework right not being there but no but all yeah. kidding aside like when when him and uh antaria went out of the start gate i'm like holy are they in a rush yeah they were yeah. just sprinting full out it seemed <laughs> well, i think i think maybe one if they had a bet like a side bet between the two of them who knows yeah, <laughs> some steak dinner i don't know like, because I saw some other athletes who, you know, visually you, you're like, they're going all out, and then they lost what, I think, five seconds on the first less, <laughs> like nine hundred <laughs> meters. It's like, wow. Yeah, that was probably uh, that must have been one of the most uh, unquestionable, or like that, pretty much halfway down the race, you already felt like, okay, he, he came clean through the prone. And then with his standing shooting, what it's been like and how fast it's been and clean and, you know, you might as well <laughs> turn it off. Cause you I think I, I think I even, I think I, I tweeted something when he went clean prone. I was like, well, that's it. It's over. Yeah. I mean, like, cause he's just not going to have such a dramatic collapse. Cause he no. was up by a minute over his brother at that point. Yeah. He, ended, he won by 34 seconds. And I joked that like when he crossed the finish line, he was barely moving. Like he just was, <laughs> just like, it's just totally on absolute cruise control he was beyond yeah. cruise control like he had turned cruise control off and it was just in neutral and was just rolling yeah just line. rolling yeah. <laughs> so and this uh strunsheim strunsheim yes is he yeah. the replacement for Stuart Lahome mcgray um i think he is their replacement for philip field anderson oh okay yeah i think they just sort of because i think uh anderson sort of lost his spot in for the world championships and then um well, didn't recover great from COVID, so he came out to Canmore while Stromshine mm-hmm. uh, came out and and raced in Nova Mesto. Right. Yeah, and I'm just seeing the result list that Legride even shows as uh, did not start. So it must have been well, pretty. Did did they only find out just just before the start? No, because I think he I think he tested positive like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I thought I saw it's something too early in the week. Oh, it's yeah. Nova Mesto is not going to happen. Today's day five of his testing positive, so it must have been like Tuesday or Wednesday. Hmm. That's interesting that they didn't uh, put anybody else in for him, but well, so you know, they could put one <coughs> from you know the sixteen-year-olds and probably still compete for the top <laughs> ten. <laughs> I, 
I'm laughing, but it's really not that funny because it's true. No. <laughs> but um, I think I, I, I was thinking about this because we saw this with the French men. I think it was the French men didn't fill their allotment and the Swedes also didn't fill their allotment. And I think it was just having three events. You know, they had the juniors, the IBU Cup and the World Cup all at the same time. And mm-hmm. on three different continents, I think it was just the other guys were they were already in Calgary and they were already in Kazakhstan and there was just no way to by that right. point it was just too late like it was well and it's all mean it was all meaningful in the sense that uh, the IBU Cup was you know the last events yeah. of the season and I think uh, the Swedish girl Yo- uh, Tilda Johansson Tilda. Mm-hmm. she she won the IBU Cup on two points. So, you know, it was super tight still. And then, of course, yeah. the World Championships for youth and juniors is also, yeah, you know, it's, it's about the medals, right? So it's not yeah, something you want to skip. So The ones who qualify as junior, because we even talked to, like, Anna Gantler, and she, like, said that until recently she had still been considering going to the junior world because mm-hmm. she still qualifies as a junior, so why not? But, right. Yeah. Well, and I know uh, Ukalek is, is in Kazakhstan right She now. is there as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, by the way, really funny. I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but the app, uh, the weather for Kazakhstan on the IBU app is it's way off. So in in degrees Fahrenheit, it was like it said it was eighty degrees, which is what like twenty low twenties, twenty Celsius. I mean, it's something ridiculous. Plus, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that has to be wrong. It can't. It's not like they're racing in Dubai, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, getting back to COVID for a second. I mean, it wasn't just COVID that kept people out. Um, Jacqueline, he decided to, to take the rest of the, the year away from biathlon after um, after uh, after the world championships um, just to just to get away. And, and he's been open about his struggles with mental health. So I think he just wants to sort of recenter himself and kind of figure out is this what he wants to do going forward. And, and he looked like he had a great time at the, uh, the, the bike race. Um, in Italy, uh, he was there with one of the French teams and uh, looked like he was having, having a ball. Um, and then he's still, still so young, hey. I know he's twenty-seven, yeah. and it's. I I I really feel, to be honest, that if he starts next season with three or four races that are not going his way, that might be the end of his career. I could be. Like but I don't know the guy, but the the, the way yeah. he seems. How he deals with, um, what is that word again? When things adversity. are not going, Struggles, adversity. Yeah. That seems to be his biggest issue. Yeah, it's right? sad. I mean, like you see it happen. We saw it happen at Worlds. Like he didn't have a great finish in the sprint, and so he chose not to start the pursuit. And I, yeah. and and he does it in the middle of races sometimes too. I, yeah. It's hard. I don't want to get on the guy because he. No, has and been we don't know him, about, right? It's, about mental health and, yeah. and and all that, and, and it it really is. It's a real a real thing, and and it's just disappointing. I think because he has so much potential. That's yeah, especially like he's such a fun athlete to watch. Yes, you yeah. know he 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 plays these tactical things, and he I, you know I like watching him. I love watching him. Yeah, and it and it makes it extra sad to see him just give up or just you know clearly being not happy about how things are going and even there was a race where he basically gave up after missing two in the prone mm-hmm. and then in hindsight I think the the best shooter of the race had two misses in total so yeah. you know th- anyway 
So. Do you remember? Sorry, I don't. I, I'm not trying to. This isn't like the end of his career. Well, hopefully, it's not the end of his career. No, no. But no, um, there was a race he ran last year where was it a mass start or a, I think it was the mass start in in Odyssey, and he just went like gung ho oh, from the very beginning. Oh like just, yeah, yeah. We just raced right ahead and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, out, and 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 he never trailed at any point during the race and that and because like he's the only person that really does stuff like that and i just yeah it's it's fun to have somebody who just mixes it up and this is kind of a yeah he's just a little bit of a wild card yeah yeah so it's uh yeah i i just really hope i mean when you're talking about mental health it's like you know first first and most important is just that he gets in a in a good space again and mm-hmm. um if that includes biathlon that would be awesome for whatever reason it's not and um you know his his personal health of course is uh, most important so and and i hope he goes and takes some pictures because he's really good at it and i don't mean <laughs> that like to be silly like he really is like his personal photography instagram account like it's really good so um, well, it's probably very different i would assume yeah yeah it's uh yeah. It, using a different part of his brain it's mm. gotta be sort of a Sort of a, uh, uh, I, I have a friend of mine actually who, um, he is a photographer and he actually he doesn't really share a lot of his pictures anymore because he says that for him it's about like being there and getting the shot and he doesn't really care about it afterwards like he doesn't spend huh. the time at the computer to like all the processing or anything it's just like he was there he got the shot and that was it and like that right. was, that's like his mental like his mental health you know. Tool. Well, it's one reason why I mean I never really got into it but i do have a nice camera and wanted to take more shots but the time that you spent for that one shot yeah. going through all these pictures and oh it's just yeah unless you're really into it it's just not worth it to it, me it's but, a lot of time. and it takes a lot of appreciation for the guys that are doing it for a living and you know i was uh, in camera standing between some cameramen because you know, when you have a press card, you're allowed everywhere. So, <laughs> and all years are, dee, 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 you know, t- taking yeah. hundreds of pictures, and it's like to find just the right one. Well, I say, you know, the rest of the day is going to be just going through. Yeah, all those pictures. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Oh, man. Emily Dixon uh, from the Canadian team is also takes very interesting oh. pictures. I'd, obviously, it's not her main profession right now, but um, I think I joked. It, to her at some point that if biathlon for some reason didn't work out that she has a good career ahead of her because her pictures are very different very unique I will have to so, yeah. give her a follow on Instagram mm-hmm. for sure um, and then speaking of other people who weren't there um, Lucas Hofer he made his yeah. triumphant return to the world championships and then he disappeared again and it mm-hmm. sounds like his, his leg just really still is not right and it's been kind of a frustrating season. Mm-hmm. He's getting up. He there didn't in age retire, though, right? He did not retire, but he's getting yeah. up there in age, and and I think he mentioned something about seeing if he wanted to continue. Um, I I'm gonna. I don't remember exactly the way he phrased it, though. No, but it, from what I remember seeing is that it sounded more like he's gonna try to fire up one more time for the next season. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get the impression from what I read about him or from him that it was okay. It's, I'm done. Like I didn't get that impression, but he's going to give it a run, and if yep. he, if he still can't get the everything to respond, then but it's he funny he doesn't want to be done though. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's always been one of those athletes where I have a feeling that he will stay in biathlon, be it as a coach or yeah. 
whatever the role is and especially with him you know he was one of the first I think who took his rifle off or put it back on in a different way mm-hmm. um, I like I know nations collaborate in the summer and that kind of thing but I don't recall somebody clearly stating I'm going to train with the in his case Swe- Swedish team like mm-hmm. yeah um, so I don't know he's he's I think he's been a great person for biathlon in general so far and I don't know. Like I said, I just have a feeling that he be could continue to be part of the biathlon family and contribute in other ways. If if being an athlete is not uh, in the cards for him anymore, but let's not uh, jump ahead and conclusions for that one. But um, you know, a guy like him that that is going to have the kind of brain who can think about if I change the way I put on or take off and put on my rifle, like I can pick up a couple of seconds. Like I would really like to see him as a coach or a consultant with mm-hmm. the team because yeah. I would love to see what he would try with that like what what kind of little you know uh, improvements or like you know that he would he would chase or like what oh, kind of things he yeah. would go after yeah well and he's only what early 30s 33 33 yeah. so yeah. yeah by by eighters you know <laughs> uh, yeah by his uh his, Talk his about Ader. What was going special. on with him today in the the single mixed? <laughs> like, what's that? What's with that? Like two misses in one I, shooting? Not allowed to have it. Unacceptable. Yeah. Didn't he have a penalty loop at the end? I d- that's what I thought. I didn't want to say it, but uh, yeah, he had a penalty loop at the end, and they they missed the podium. Man. He kept Lisa Hauser off the podium. It's, it's <laughs> no unaccept- unacceptable in my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, for jumping to that race. Uh, ben Baiba Bendika first podium. That was pretty darn amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. The best I, part I, w- I thought was the footage because the the camera was focused in so much on um, I forgot who won. Uh, Roisland and mm-hmm. uh, and then who was second? Christensen. Oh, um, uh, who? Do you, uh, 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 Amy Becerra and, and Nicholas. Right. Yeah. They were focused in on that, but then you <laughs> hear Baiba in the background screaming and yelling and being so excited that was it was almost better not to see her and just hear yes. her yeah um but yeah I was, I was pretty stoked about that so i think that you know i would being on uh, on twitter at the time it happened like i've never like I, a handful of times like eric lesser winning last year uh mm. and oslo was like this and and maybe like for winning his last race but um just as like a an incredibly popular podium i <laughs> I, I it's just I, I don't know how many other athletes would get this sort of response Cause oh, totally. She's so open with everything and, like, the vlog that she shares and, and obviously yeah. the time that she spent with us. And, yeah. um, you know, you just you want great things for her, and, and especially because she's been so open about her struggles the last couple of years and, and not feeling 100% confident on the range. And they were I was just – that's funny because I was almost – well, not almost. I was more happy for her to have great shooting today yes. yeah. than that yeah. they won a third or yeah. a third, uh, third place even though that's of course amazing but um just the fact that she had a great race with good shooting and mm-hmm. you know confirmation that she can do it and you know she knows it but to actually do it that, uh, yeah just, to do it i really hope that she can feed off this on the stage and then to get the reward you know it's not just mm-hmm. that she went out there and did it but like to do it in a relay and then she gets the reward and gets to stand on the podium and gets the medal to take home and yeah uh, no, it's just incredible and and 
and and also like in front of these then we'll we'll hopefully touch on this again in a second but in front of these fans who were so amazing all weekend yeah um and that's pretty cool but uh, i reached out to her and on uh on twitter and i and i I basically was like i hope that she has a moment to scroll through all of the people who were so excited for her because i Mm -hmm. i just I, i want I, you know, you sort of like you want people to see that because when you're, you know, and when it's the middle of the summer and it's a really hard day, you just remember how many people were so excited for you. Or when it's another one yeah. of these races where you have like a, you know, three misses and standing or something and you remember how, you know, remember that feeling. I'm just yep. so glad that she has it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm super excited for her. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words just because it was such an amazing moment and you almost didn't expect it to happen mm-hmm. just because you never see I mean you literally have never seen Latvia on a podium in a relay yeah. before it has yeah. never happened um, and it's just it's just very 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 exciting yeah and, and I mean and then on top to top that off um, Hartwake and um, Amy Bezerga who you know you you kind of saw that coming more mm-hmm. um, but to actually see it this quickly already they're kids they're so young you know (laughs) and but it's sort of it's like i i mentioned this or i had this written down like i wasn't shocked to see them like it was it's like oh yeah you know switzerland on the podium again for a single mixed relay that's what you expect to see but they're they're good and they're young and they're getting better i I just am i'm really excited about the swiss program well i think we talked about this a little bit before but um like at the beginning of the season we were like Oh, this Hardwick is, is he's doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, part of these things, okay, well let's see how long he can mm-hmm. hold that. Mm-hmm. And I mean he's still yeah, he has had some ups and downs, but um uh, he's still right up there and had a, a had a good weekend again and it so seems I, like that, every that's week. what I'm impressed with, to be able to to perform at that level throughout the season. Doesn't say it seems like every week he has a top ten. Um right, because I think it's uh I'm pulling up his stats right now, but I think he was 10th um, in the sprint and then 12th in the in the pursuit. And the 12th, I'm it, look nothing. This is all relative, and I, and I hate using this term, but like it almost was like a disappointment because you know <laughs> how well he can do, right? Um, yeah, he's got six top tens this year. Um, so really, it is almost every weekend that he's yeah, getting yeah. a top ten. And um, yeah, so it's just like he just is one of those guys now. Like he just is yeah. is a, a consistent force. He'll probably end up like right around the top ten of the overall. Just yeah, he's in eleventh right now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, partly due to COVID, there's more opportunities for wins or yeah. you know oh, podiums. Yeah. Podiums coming up in in Ustersund yeah. and and Oslo, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, I had a, a bit of a side question. Yeah. Okay. Um, is do, does the IBU have a new tune as the lead-in of their videos? They do. They definitely do. Okay, because I, I thought I noticed that. I actually wrote it down, but then this morning it seemed like it was the old one again. So I'm like, maybe because I, you know, I watched a couple quite early, and I was like, maybe I was just sort of half asleep or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But uh, no, I yeah I. I was like, oh, that looks different. It sounds mostly different. It looks similar. It was a little yeah. bit different, but uh, the sound were definitely, the music was definitely different. So, 
I, I'm just, I guess my point is more that I'm really impressed with uh, the, I guess, what is it, digital marketing or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, group. They've done a lot of innovation this year alone. Yeah. Um, maybe not the, um, you know, ski speed overhead and stuff they did during the Olympics, which I was kind of hoping we would see this season, but just, you know, like the lead in and just, mm-hmm. uh, uh, presentation of data and and scores and standing and I don't know I the the website the app you know now they have that uh, uh, bet well not betting but you know you can predict who's gonna win and that kind of yeah. thing like yeah. um, I I don't know, I'm I'm really impressed for you know it's still a relatively small organization that's uh, they're doing they, some awesome work they are putting and I'm not saying this because they allow me to published to the biathlon insider which is also great but um that's not that, i don't i'm just talking about what i see on the on the screen during the broadcast so no i agree um i think they've done awesome uh and and, and i've mentioned this before but they make changes like they respond and they make changes and and mm-hmm. the things that that fans generally have asked for like they show up right and like uh like the predictor challenge right that's something i think yeah. that people have asked about for years and and here it is and the app getting the update last year where you can see all the splits and things live as they're mm-hmm. as they're, they're popping of the app is i mean that's probably one of my favorite apps like for following sports i, I mm-hmm. think they just do a really good job getting you the data pretty quick and it's it's relatively easy to use um well and, and i liked i i don't know if if uh you have to be some sort of member or or uh, signed in for it and stuff but i do remember when they didn't have an app yet they already came out with uh kind of questionnaires about what would you like to see in the app mm-hmm. like they didn't yep. just build something and then say what do you like what do you not like like they actually started with gathering feedback which seems something that's not normal yeah nowadays but uh no so yeah anyway, i i i think they did a did a really great job this year and uh, maybe we can get uh, Sven Fisher out there with the camera a little bit more. Well, do some. but please give the guy a GoPro because <laughs> yes, the fact that he's skiing around with one pole <laughs> because he has to hold the, like that. that So that's something I don't understand. Yeah. Because um, that's, you know, it's not that hard to give somebody a GoPro. One thing I would love is if, and, and I probably would have to do something like, off Schalke or something like that, but I would love one of the the athletes to wear a microphone during a race. I don't mm. think anyone would actually do it during an actual like World Cup race, but I just want to hear them because I just I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting just to hear kind of what goes on, especially those moments. This happened not not this week, but last in the, last week in the in the Worlds when uh, Lagride like turned back and and motioned to to Ponceloma to come through, and Ponce- I I would like to hear what was said mm. just because I think it would be. It'd be fun. Maybe the guys don't want us to hear, but um, <laughs> I, think I don't know if it uh, if they would have to put an age restriction on for the for the shooting uh, part, <laughs> the words that they <laughs> yeah. probably throw out there. Well, and that's that's part of the reason yeah. I want to hear it is I want to hear the reaction. <laughs> yeah. like, especially yeah, that, that last no, shooting. Cool. That last shooting has to be pretty profane. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or the coaches too. Yeah. I want to hear the coaches too. <laughs> And I, that was another thing. Uh, so I don't know, like I know Eurovision has the broadcasting rights, but so in, mm. in the IBU Cup in Camor, they had this drone following the leader of the race Ooh. Uh, from above. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that because 
you know, yeah, especially with the World Championships, they have more cameras spread out through the to, along the tracks. But there's it's still kind of weird to sort of see an, an athlete leave the view and then being picked up on the next camera. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how it works, but it because you're seeing the track from the other side, it just you know it it doesn't really make you feel like you're following the athlete. Yeah, where and and you know the Camor is is a beautiful place to ski, but just you know you see some mountains in the back and then you look really from on top and following him uh i don't know i thought it was was fantastic and and just the aerial shots of the the range and it it looked amazing i really hope that um ibu is going to continue doing that i 100 percent agree um i yeah i think it would be great to to be able to do it i the only thing i was thinking is there like a are there legal issues um yeah, when it's closer to a city. Because yeah. Camor is a, well, interestingly, it's a provincial park uh, huh. where typically yeah. these things are not allowed, so they would have to yeah. get an exemption for it. But uh, and, and the funny thing is I've been looking around for seeing the guy controlling it, and he must have done it like from some sort of studio, not yeah. even seeing the drone. Because, that, you know, that's what I think of as like flying planes. Is you yeah. you kind of see it in front of you, but... yeah. Yeah, he must have just been flying it based on the camera, and then I'm sure he has some indicator of elevation that kind of thing. But so I was at the um, the PGA Championship in Kiowa, South Carolina, a couple of years ago. If anybody who's a, a golf fan, golf Does PGA are... still exists. <laughs> still exists. <laughs> right on the it's right on the ocean uh, in South Carolina, and and there are a couple of holes like coming up towards uh, the 18th hole that that run right along the ocean. And there were these teams, like for each hole, and they would they would be like four guys, and they would you know you could watch the drone go up, and it would you know do the the overhead shots and everything like that, and um, you know and and then those guys you know I it like you said you know they could watch it like flying a plane right they could they yeah. could sit there and, and watch it, but I can't imagine trying to do that from somewhere else. I don't know that's that's a yeah. level of skill I don't. But have. I also uh, well a friend's friend friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. told me once so he has a drone that he puts something in his backpack and then the mm. drone automatically stays above that at a certain height difference oh okay and then just you know kind of films him because it knows where he is because of that thing in his backpack and then you he he could program like you know make side views left and right and it's all automatic so i mean obviously they're not I'm assuming they don't have extra transponders in their uh, ankle braces or whatever by athletes that they would automatically trace them. But uh, yeah, I forgot his name, Alex. Uh, well, I was gonna say you could just uh, do whatever this thing is in the in the backpack. You know, just attach it to Johannes uh, Bowen, and uh, it could just follow him around, and you know he's gonna be near the lead. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, just a, it's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, no, if you if you go on Instagram, Alex Andy, just uh, all typed together. He's he's the one that did the drone footage in uh, Camor. Nice. So okay. It's, uh, he's got some pretty cool shots in there. But anyway, yeah, we need to see more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be good for like seeing the uh, the surrounding area. I think you get a, a an idea, sort of, and honestly, kind of what the surrounding area. You know, you can see the town from the from the course. Right. But a lot right. of the other courses, like you just see the course just because of the way the cameras are set. So it'd be nice to see the surrounding area as well. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not this year because you'd see a bunch of 
brown, but uh, <laughs> hopefully in a, in a more normal, a more yeah, normal winter. Yeah, enough. I'm thinking now in hindsight, I should have asked if I could, as a preparation for the World Cup next year, if I could follow the athletes with a GoPro on my head, <laughs> at least for, you know, 50 meters until I have to let go. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exclusive rights for the Penalty Loop podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how we're Maybe ask some questions during the, uh, the downhill <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> We're actually we're gonna launch our YouTube channel. Um. So, uh, I also wanted to mention uh, uh, the the fans. I mentioned them earlier when we were talking about Latvia, but the fans this week were just incredible. The stands were gigantic, and I know we talked to Anna Gondler, and she mentioned that like these were the the best fans in, mm. in the World Cup, but they were incredible this week. Yeah, and I, I like the layout of the stadium too, where it's almost like you know the old, the old uh, historic gladiator. Yes, yeah. But, but everything is sort of around the, uh, the stage, yes. right, or yeah. the, the range, and uh, yeah, it's it's funny because you don't necessarily think of Czech Republic as a biathlon, crazy right. nation, but yeah. they sure sure as hell are. I know. Yeah. So uh, if you watch the mixed relay. I think it was uh, Johanna Talaharm uh, was was skiing alongside uh, Davidova, um, and she said that she could she could barely hear herself think when uh, when this was all going on. So um, I just I can't imagine what it's like to be a Czech fan and to hear all that support. But uh, mm. that had they were incredible, and and even expecting it, you know, after our interview, they still were just outrageously loud and, and enthusiastic. Yeah, and and I saw some pictures of uh, Davidova on Instagram with uh, where she's handing out autographs, and you know it's not like two or three kids asking; mm-hmm. it's like rows and rows of mm-hmm. kid, like she. Must, I I had no idea that she was. It just seems like a pretty big star there. It's just a super. I know she won a couple of uh, Sportswoman of the Year awards mm-hmm. in Czech Republic, and I have to be very honest; I have no idea how. Uh, Czech women generally do in sports if they're yeah. really excelling in some some sports or not, but uh, yeah, she must be a pretty big deal there. It makes me very excited for the the Czech women's team in about ten years. Like when these uh, when these girls who are being inspired right now when they come up, mm. there could be a, there could be a, a, a little bit of a boomlet, right? With uh, sort of like what we see with the French or the Italians or the Swedes right now, right? Um, and so I noticed all the flags that were out there, and apparently uh, I heard from, uh, I don't know, he, he sort of, he privately messaged me, so I won't say it, but um, he uh, mentioned that there was a, a, a store uh, on the way towards the stadium that sells these uh, large Czech flags. And I was like, what a great business opportunity. And it made no me kidding. think that we, we need to do that <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, you mean 10th. penalty loop flags? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, what better combination is, uh, you know, especially most of the days were sunny. There's yeah. bratwurst and beer. That's great. You know, and then you put a stand right there. You're like, oh, hey, here's some flags you can wave around and yeah, poke people in the eyes. With. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see any of the uh, any of the cross country World Cup? No, World and I, I've actually a number of times I was like, oh, I well, I wanted to see Jesse Diggins race mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i just wanted to generally see some highlights at least and i just never got to it so 
Um, what I was going to say, though, was the, the crowds in Novomesto, like, dwarfed the World Championship crowds. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it wasn't even... And close. that was in Plan- Planitia? Planica, yeah. Where Planica. is that? I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. That's Is that in Czech Republic as well? Or uh, Slovenia? or it's in, uh, it's in Slovenia. But I did also hear, I don't know if it was uh, Extra Runde podcast or somewhere else that... Um, Remember that we talked about Oberhof, that it seemed like they were, uh, you know, they were rooting for everybody, but um, audibly more for the Germans. Mm -hmm. And although I think, you know, that was the case in uh, Czech Republic with the shooting, but um, that podcast went on that that Novo Mesto is also special for that, that they really root for everybody. And um, maybe because they don't have... You know, Davidova is a big star there, but she's not like, you know, number one in the world for the last three years. Uh, they just, yeah, they they really said it stood out that Oberhof and even uh, Le Grand Bornat is f- very focused on the French, obviously. Um, that that Nova Mesto has always been an event where, you know, they're boot for everybody. Yeah, fans of the sport, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you could tell. Um, and then uh, I think speaking of Slovenia and Czech Republic, uh, Alex Cesar is a Slovenian, uh, yeah. young Slovenian man, and 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 he calls the the Czech Republic home at least in some part. I think his his I don't know which side of it's his mom's side or his dad's side is from the Czech Republic. And um, if you haven't seen it, there was a pretty cool uh, picture mm-hmm. uh, posted by the, the the Czech team of him wearing a half Slovenian, half Czech. Uh, kit. He didn't. He didn't race in it. He raced in a Slovenian kit. But I thought it was pretty cool. Maybe it was photoshopped. It looked real. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it, it, I, I'm curious to know if if that's just by regulation that he's not allowed to race in it. Yeah. Um. Probably. But well, we're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty neat. He's a, he's an interesting guy. He's like uh, 23, 24, um, okay. and he is a pilot. And so if you follow him on Instagram, you can see him flying. Uh, <laughs> I think he flies to the different uh, the different wow. race sites. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, he's so. like his own plane, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think cool. he's, I think it's it's like he's got a couple people with him, obviously. But uh, yeah, he's just going around. That's not a bad idea. No, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> what else did it? Um, I was I was saying to you earlier before we actually start recording that I most of the races I watched pretty early and uh maybe a bit sleepy and but did uh fabian cloud claude have a really good weekend he did um i actually want to mention him so he had a couple of top fives and uh he now has i think 10 top fives for his career nice Um, yeah yeah awesome weekend uh really he, he did um cool thing happened actually with him and his brother so they left the shooting range uh for the last lap of the pursuit right next to each other um, uh-huh. And yeah, Florence Claude, he ended up in 10th place, but it was actually, so I think it was only his third career top 10. So really neat that they both had great races, but it was cool that they were right next to each other when they, I think it was, if they weren't next to each other, they were then like a second. Um, but So are they, are they all related? So there's, cause I was, you know, meeting up or about meeting up. I chatted with Emilian Claude in, mm-hmm. in Camor uh, and then you have Fabian Claude and then Florent. Claude I, for Belgium. I believe are they, they all brothers? I think they're brothers. Yeah, 
and I could be wrong, but I think they're brothers. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I would love to have Florian Claude on the on the podcast just to hear more about it. But I think that similar to Lotelli, he had it was going to be a more difficult path to the World Cup. And he had a family relation in Belgium, so he went that way. And it has worked mm-hmm. out swimmingly well for him. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then uh, before we get into each, you know, we'll, we'll hit some, some races quickly. We, we mentioned uh, at the top, uh, uh, J.T. Bowen and Tari both with the weak positives for, for COVID and, and unclear whether they're going to be able to race in Ostersund or or hopefully in Oslo, but we just don't know at this point. So mm-hmm. this could be the end of the line for what I, I think we can all agree at this point is probably the best season ever. Yeah, although, and, I, and I've used this term before, the asterisks, um, you know, with all the COVID going around and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some athletes banned from participating, it, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's so hard to say because I mean, yeah. he's been so awesome and so fast that you can't imagine anybody competing with him, really. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess more of a question: so, how many races has he won in in a row now? So he's won. So he's won sixteen total races. So in, I'm I'm including world championships for most of these okay. things, but he's he's won sixteen in a total, which is ties his own record. So from when the 18, he's not. 19 season. So and if he's not starting, that wouldn't would that break the streak then? Because he's also on a streak of World Cup wins. He's on eight in a row World Cup wins, which also ties the record. Yeah, and he has nineteen straight podiums, which is the okay, record. That, okay, yeah. that, that's the one that I read yeah. about. So, so if he does not start, does that keep the streak alive? Like, is it would you consider it a streak if he misses three races and uh, yeah. does another one and? Personally, I would. I don't know for the official records what they do, yeah. but yeah, per- personally, I would because every time you know, if he if he lines up and if he misses Sweden and lines up in Oslo and then wins three mm-hmm. straight races, to, to me, I would say that's eleven straight wins. But I yeah. So one other thing that uh, stood out to me is I don't recall, and I'm sure it's happened before, but I don't think it happens very often in a pursuit that the number one, two, three starters finish one, two, three. That's very strange. Unless is that, is that know, what it was? Maybe. Did did Ponsaloma, did he start third? No, the women. Sorry. Oh, the women. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I was looking them across the finish line and I looked at their bibs because that's always you know nice in the pursuit that you can see where they started. Yeah. Yeah. That is that was kind of odd. It was odd, right? Yeah. Um, of course, I I would have to go back and look. I have no idea, but I can't imagine that that has happened. Not often, at least I would yeah. I would think. It's kind of neat. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm and gonna jump back to JT Bo for just a second. Yeah, yeah. He has 16 wins, three third place finishes, and a 12th. What was he doing with that 12th? It was the first race of the season. Actually, you really so do wonder what happened. <laughs> or what changed. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. Yeah, that is... In I just find it so shocking. Calendar year, in calendar year 2023, he has lined up at the start 
for what eight, twelve solo races, and he's won eleven of them. Well, what I find shocking is last year with QFM, you're like, yes. "Wow, this was so dominant. How how can you be better than this?" <laughs> yeah. And now we're saying the same thing. Yeah, and like you sort of felt joking at the time when when JT Bo was like. Oh, you know, I'm coming back for my I'm coming back for my title. I'm coming back for my crown. You know, to wait until next year. And it's like, was he really taking it personally last year? Like, what? <laughs> like, is he was Who he just really annoyed? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's it's just. Do you it's think one of those... he just maybe? Do you think they're faking the COVID because he's expecting a second baby? <laughs> he's just like, con- yeah, con- I, I got this. RJ here. <laughs> I got this. I just want to hang out with my wife and be supportive. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like, just, that, but yeah, funny. it's I. What I'm really hoping for is that JT Bo is having a, or is going to be able to continue next season with the form he has now, and that QFM is coming back in the form that he had last year, and, and then, then see Samuelson you know, from the World Championship yes. show up for an entire season, right? Yeah, yeah. And Lagride is back, where right? he could have a real competition. Hey, we're gonna, we're, it's gonna look funny now because Lagride missed this week, but. He also was having just an outrageous year. Well, he's uh, quickly do the math here. He's like two hundred and forty points almost ahead of the number three. Yeah. Even missing today's race. Yeah. Well, this whole weekend. Like that's just yeah. If, if Johannes Tingesbo would take the year off, Legride would be you know walking away with it. We would be talking about Legride having like one of the great years. Yeah, because how many of those second places would now be first? Yeah, like he, we would be talking about him and on that on that level. And I think Biathlon Stats did a did a quick uh, overview of that. Oh no, th- no, sorry, that was <laughs> what the World Cup would look like if the Norwegians didn't participate. I think. Yeah. So Lagride right but now, anyway. Lagride has raced in eighteen races and has fourteen podiums. Yeah. 17 top fives. Yeah. So, like, all but one race has been a top five. All of them in top tens. So he actually has... <laughs> he's a better top ten percentage than... I just say he's got a lot of flowers at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? You know how they get, like... Um, they get, like, the little, like, the, the stuffed bear or whatever it is. For the, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a ton of those. Oh, he doesn't have kids yet, so... Well, he, when he does have kids, they're going to have a ton of stuffed animals to play with. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, so right now the the top four and the overall right is uh, is JT Bo and uh, Lagride still, and then Christensen and now Tario is up to mm-hmm. fourth overall, and um, he is just, you know, we we talked. It feels like a year ago now about you know is, is this are we seeing the beginning of the end of of Tarje? and and of course that's ridiculous now because he's fourth in the overall. He is ridiculously consistent. Like every single year, he ends up in the same place yeah. in the overall. Because I think I wrote it down. He went in seventeen eighteen. He was seventh, and then sixth, and then fourth, fourth, sixth, and now he's back in fourth. And if hopefully he's able to continue and 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 stays right in fourth, um, this is actually his one, two, three, fourth most podium finishes in a single season this year in all of his career. So he had the in his the year he won the overall, he had twelve podiums in 2020, 2021, He had eight podiums. Uh, last season he had six, and then this season so far he has five. And he's only won the globe once, is that right? Just once, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, and it's also, I mean, he's not 
that old, but he's definitely one of the older athletes. And it's not that he's just winning or, or ending up really high because of his, you know, super shooting. Like, he's a great shot, but he's also what I, I didn't check the times, but he must have been it's in fast. the top 10 it's fast. Yeah. skiing. Yeah, so in the um, in the sprint race, he was uh, second in course time in the pursuit. He was a little bit further down. He, mm. but I think it's a little bit harder to to tell with that because of I think he really yeah. throttled throttled back on the last lap. So. But let, let's just say he's not declining in ski speed and making no, up clear, for it. With, clearly not. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'd be pretty frustrated if I was a younger well, think if you're the Anderson, athlete. The Anderson brothers, right? There's like yeah. room for one of them at most. And now you've got Andre Stromshine shows up and, and does like he gets what uh was it fourth in the in the sprint and then Yeah. Drops all and the way back to I, I haven't heard anything about Bucken, but he's still He's still out there. And he's what, twenty? He's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So What uh? What did you see about the women that stood out to you? I know well, that uh, you mentioned Hauser already. Was... <clears throat> I'm sorry, you mentioned Hauser. Oh, didn't she <laughs> uh, get a top six at least? She had a what a top ten in the yeah. She was she was sixth or seventh in the sprint. Oh yeah, yeah seventh, seventh, yeah, yeah. and then uh, another top ten in the in the pursuit. That was nice to see. Uh, you mentioned the the top three repeating back to back. Uh, Roisland is is definitely back being Roisland from last year. It took her a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Not surprising. Uh, had, what, three medals from the World Championships. I think it commented uh, when we did this a couple of weeks ago, you know, she looked pretty teary at the end of the mass start, wondering is this, you know, her last season. Um, and if it is, she's certainly going to go out, you know, giving it her all with, you know, at least two wins here, and who knows what she's going to do the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully this will make her uh, consider staying at least another another year. year. I know. I haven't seen anywhere that she, you know, was clearly saying, I'm probably not coming back. But there was an interview on TV2, I think, in Norway where, mm-hmm. yeah, she was hinting towards not retiring, but more, you know, I need to give it some thought yeah. than being aware of the fact that this could be her last year. So. Yeah. It sounded it sounded a little bit like she did at the end of last year too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did also like that we saw Voked in the flower yeah. ceremony again. Yes, that's been way too long. That was like it was a decent weekend. She went fifth and twelfth. Mm-hmm. And, and her shooting seemed to be back yeah. to where we well, what we have, have started come to, to expect it. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, Germans, uh, Kevinger uh, in seventh. In the yeah, pursuit, so she's just—that was another uh, career best for her. She just, she just showed up and was at Antholtz and has just been awesome since then. I know, like, it must be one of those, you know, we'll keep her on as long as she's performing and she's not letting go. So yeah, I would, I would just pencil her in for the rest of for I put a part on the roster for next year because mm-hmm. she doesn't look like she wants to go anywhere. I, that's actually gonna be interesting to see how the Germans put their roster together next year because they've played around with so many young women and you would imagine Preutz is going to try to come back so that's yeah I'm, I'm curious uh, 
it's probably going to depend too on Herman, right? Because there's definitely some yeah. talk in the German yeah. um, biathlon world, I suppose, uh, about is she is she going to call it a day? And yeah. obviously she won the the gold in Peking, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then she just won now at the world championships. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, it wouldn't be a shock. I I I guess I was assuming she'll come back. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Hey, we talked about COVID earlier. Um, yeah. Did Simon have COVID after the World Championships? She did. Never heard about it. I don't know so if I she... missed it or if she just never said anything about it. But uh, yeah, she said after the sprint race that she was feeling like she was having to work herself back from COVID. Hmm. Yeah, because she got well, ninth and fourth is is uh, yeah still fine. Speaking of COVID, uh, did you see? And I don't, I don't know that LVR actually had COVID. Did you see her in the sprint race? No, and I think that's a telling answer. Yeah, it was not good. Um, I she looks rough, and and so whatever it was, whether it was COVID or something else, it really knocked her down. Yeah, it's actually um, yesterday, I think. It made me think of Tyrell Ekhoff. Yeah, she's suffering from long COVID, and I and I really hope that that's not the case for Elvira. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, she's basically what she raced the first race in Oberhof, and did she miss everything after that, or c- she came back for one, but it didn't really uh, look like her. Mm. And then, yeah, she was on the relay. wasn't wasn't great. Yeah, because she was what sixty third three misses I just mm. it was hard to watch yeah so I, I just I feel bad for her because uh, that was that's tough and you know she's going out there and, and she had a definite shot I mean she wasn't that far back in the overall globe race um, I, yeah. I it's I, I it hurts to, uh, to, to see her and she's still so young like she'll she'll bounce back well, yeah. hopefully, hopefully she bounces back right but I do remember thinking at the beginning of the season where you're like, this could already be, you know? Yeah. Her first. But. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I have a little thing test for you, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not questions. I'm okay. going to play you a sound clip and I can play okay. it. I can play it twice if you want. Okay. And I'm going to ask you which, which shot or how many shots were a hit and which ones potentially were not a hit oh man unless so you ready let's hear it was it three hits you want to hear it one more time sure Say, I'm gonna say it was two hits. No, so it's it's four hits, and one miss. Four hits and one miss, huh? Yeah, there. Um, is the is the third one the miss? The third one is the miss, and okay. and I why I like this clip too is um, it's not just the sound of the target. You, you don't hear that plink. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a toned down sound. Yeah, but yeah. it's also if 
I'll play it one more time and listen to the timing. Like the timing, except for the yeah. third shot, was really consistent. Yeah, it got a little bit fast on the, the third shot, mm -hmm. and um, it was almost like so. In it, to me, it actually reminds me. Sorry, doctor. Uh, it reminds me of a heart rhythm, and so <laughs> when you see a, um, a a premature ventricular contraction, the heart almost like pauses for a half beat to sort of like reset, and that's what it sounded like. So it's like normal beat, normal beat, fast. And then it was like an extra little pause, okay. and then it got back into normal rhythm again. But that, so so in the audio uh, of the clip or the whatever the visual that comes with it, you can actually see that uh, one, two, four, five are really con like they're almost identical time in between. Yeah, and it's just just this third shot in the space between the second yeah. and the fourth is just not in the middle. Huh. That's really cool. Anyway, it, it it stood out to me. I just did some uh, recording side like trackside who was it i have no idea okay i don't know if you remember it yeah. anymore yeah no i just i just remember just recording some uh shooters and close to the to the camp well to the microphone i like that um i'm really looking forward to all the the audio you have from the from kenmore it's just i i love listening to that i i mentioned um i love listening to like the zero wing and like the the warm-ups beforehand is just sort of soothing you know what is the most amazing sound the first shooting of a mass start oh i it's got to be just like this crazy syncopated like just it, it's absolutely a gong show you're just looking for the smoke of the <laughs> you know the <laughs> but you, no but when you but it made me think of um I guess in the time of the American Revolution, they weren't very smart, so they would actually yeah. line up side by side and then yeah, all shoot yes. at the same time, so everybody's yeah. loading at the same time, so the other team can shoot. And it's that—that's kind of what it makes me uh, think of when you see thirty men lying next next to each other and just all shoot at the same time. <laughs> but it, it's an amazing sound. Um, I—I I actually don't think I have a recording of that, unfortunately. But uh, well, next time, so if I can find it, I'll—I'll uh, I'll put it up there. Before we go, yep, I had a couple things I wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. um, some of these are more important than others. Um, just a couple people that I thought had good weekends. Uh, Ponsloma, uh, he had uh, what sixth in the uh, sprint and third in the pursuit. And I had a note here somewhere, but he's basically having his best year ever. Um, I think he has uh, a win and four podiums and. Uh, five top fives, and that's those are career bests across the board. He's fifth in the overall, so um, wouldn't have. Well, and I think his his shooting has been yeah more consistent at least, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, he's not shooting because he's still fast skier. Yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mentioned Fabian Claude, um, and then uh, yes, Renellen. That was the other one. Um, ah. He had his fifth career top ten in the. Uh, sprint race and that's actually his third this year so um, he's he's doing pretty well uh, and David and how Cohen. did he do sorry uh, Jesper Nellen was in the relay today right the single mix relay uh, he was and right. they and were doing did great really well until the yeah, last exactly. one yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. um, and then uh, David Komatz has a new career uh, best with 11th place in the sprint is it so the Austrian 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's actually broken his uh, his career best uh, two straight weeks because he said he was twelfth. Uh, I forgot which race. Maybe the individual in, in Oberhof, um, and then and then this. Well, and he won the bronze with uh, Lisa Hauser, right? He sure did. Yeah, yeah. silver, silver. Oh, silver. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Uh, don't disrespect Lisa Hauser. <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, Lena Hacky Gross. Uh, she has uh, three top tens this year, ten top twenties, and so it's uh, probably not her best season but maybe her second best season she's ever had hmm. uh, and then yeah, she's always been in the mix eh? she yeah she just kind of continues to get her nose in there you know she's mm-hmm. just 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 and these aren't like she's not getting like fourth or fifth but like you know bottom of the top 10 but i'm you know it's pretty consistent from throughout the mm-hmm. entire season um and then uh i was just gonna say that um in the in the in the single mix relay i think we mentioned uh Emma Linder and Christian Gao being, um, and I, I don't remember if we mentioned them already, but be, being right in the mix until until near the end. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned uh, Ader having his penalty loop, but uh, it was a pretty wild, I mean, that race is always crazy, but it was pretty yeah. wild. I think that the um, the single mix was actually more, um, I think there were more, there was more star power in the single mixed relay. I, 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 we talked about how many people weren't out because of COVID, and then, and then yeah. other, I think like, uh, viewer didn't race uh, in the mixed relay either, so there there were a bunch of people who were not in the mixed relay. Well, and um, I think the Italians uh, they bet more on the the team relay, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, from from their lineup. Yeah. So it was uh, anyway. It was just it was just sort of an, an interesting day, but but uh, yeah. Yeah, and I saw. I think it was also by Exagundo on Instagram. They posted the uh, isolated pursuit times. Oh. For the men. Yeah. And uh, it was actually four, no, three Germans in the top five. Cool. So Florent Claude, Florent Claude yeah. from Belgium was first, and then Philip Narath, uh, Benedict Dole, then Rusto Gouyev, and David, or, yeah, David Zobel. Hmm. So I thought that was Good interesting, because as you know, I, I, I like looking at the isolated pursuit time. And I yeah. know that, you know, Johannes Tingsbo probably... Uh, slow down and just sure but i think it's i mean i think that the isolated pursuit definitely it, it, i'm not shocked that florin claude had the best time at the isolated pursuit based mm-hmm. on his performance like it, it 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 fits it's good i like it yeah so um we were saying i've used a lot of innovation yeah. this year maybe think about adding some points for isolated pursuit times i think isolated pursuit times should definitely be uh, and i it would make I think a lot of fans, I shouldn't say a lot of fans, but there's a certain subsect of fans that would be okay with the pursuit going away. Um, no. Just because they see that if someone like Johannes Bo, you know, being so good, he sort of sets himself up for a double win. And oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I get it. But um, I, I think that my argument against that would be, first, giving some points for isolated pursuit times, and second, the women's pursuit race was bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, if you saw it all the way through. Or it's always different watching it when it's not live. But when they came off of the... Uh, they came into the third shooting, and you had uh, Chevalier, Boucher, Roisland, Tangervold, Vera, Vitazzi, um, uh, Kebinger, and somebody else was right there. I, I wrote it down, and I, I don't remember who it was. Oh, Simone. Oh, you're a doctor after all, so... Yeah. You're well, not, right. It's not supposed to be readable. Read no, absolutely not. 
<laughs> they were all within 10 seconds. So that was uh, wow. what, seven wow. women within 10 seconds. And then going into the fourth shooting, you still had four of them within 10 seconds with uh, Kevinger at, at 16 seconds back. I, it's just, it was nuts. Uh, you know, that that deep into the race, it was still so, mm-hmm. so wild. So um, Maybe they should flip it around. Isn't there, um, like, do they do that in NASCAR or whatever, that the fastest qualifier oh, starts yes, last? Yeah. Not all the time, but yeah. You, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to to put Johannes really Tingsbo at the back and and then you can you gain one point for every athlete you pass? But yeah, I, I don't know if I would want to do it for every race, but I think no, just to no, see it I, once, right? I think that'd be that'd yeah. be oh, I just right. It'd be fun just to see it. Like I, in the same way that I thought that seeing a relay run with the crazy wind in Uberhof would be fun, like not for world championship medal, but just yeah, 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 in isolation. I think it would be fun to see, but it would be how so far cool. up the field he could get. Well, and also just. Because you would imagine that sort of the field, you know, when you see it, probably the starters are all very close. Yeah, yeah. Because they're just slowest in the pursuit, it's and then the gaps yeah. get a little bit bigger towards, and then so that harmonica coming closer and closer, where <laughs> JT Bow would, you know, obviously get closer to the first starters who were the last finishers in this in the sprint. His problem is he wins the sprint by so much. Would he be even able to make up the gap? Oh yeah. On the first lap, I mean. Maybe not the first lap, but I mean, he gains that. He gains that distance. I know. Um, you know, in yeah. three laps, so he has yeah. five laps to catch up. Anyway, maybe maybe they can do a exploration like season, a summer biathlon, something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I know it has its issue, it issue, its issues, but uh, it's always right. nice to kind of think out of the box. All right, anybody who's listened for an hour and six minutes or so. I have. This is it. This is the moment you all have been waiting for. This is the most important thing you're going to hear. Everybody who has... Hang on. <clears throat> all right. Everybody who has listened or followed, you probably understand that, that I'm a big Lisa Hauser fan. Um, there might be somebody I'm cheering for more than Lisa Hauser right now, and that's uh, that's poor Ingrid Tanderhold. I just want her to get a win. I just I, I every time I watch her, like I find myself rooting for her so much, and I just I want it so badly for her. <laughs> she has now ten second place finishes and just one win, and like this year, I think she has five second places just this year alone. And it's like I just want her to get that one win. Like I would, I know. I I thought she had it in the pursuit. I really did. But and it's never for like of effort that no. like when you think of somebody giving her all. Yeah. She she comes to mind with all respect for all the other athletes that I'm sure do the same thing, but maybe she just makes it look, you know, harder effort. But I wrote a whole piece on her last week, just based on her ups and a lot of downs at the World Championships. But and the reason I did it was because in every race you can see exactly how the race is going, because you just look at her face and and it's written right there. You can see like mm-hmm. it's just. Like when she, uh, there were a couple times when she had like these misses, and she was looking at the target like, did, I, did that really just happen? Like, um, yeah. you know, and, and and so you just you, you you can you can feel how much she wants it and how much effort she's putting into it, and it's like, oh, I well, just, and I, I, I I'm impressed it. with, you know, she was doing so well up till about halfway the season, and then her standing shooting really started to drop, mm-hmm. yep. and you know she she picked it up again. That, sure did. That's you know that's pretty tough to do because yeah. you know a lot of it is mental. 
Trivia question for you. In the sprint and pursuit, how many standing misses did she have this week? I don't think she missed at all, did she? She did not. Zero standing misses this week. Yeah. And if I recall, no, I'm just cheating. Uh, I was going to say the last race in Oberhof, she had uh, 100% first standing as well. And did you see but how yeah, excited so, she so, was in the... So just going through the list. Sorry yeah. to uh, no, cut no, you off fine. there. So it was like, uh, let's start for this season. Anyway, 80, 90, 80, 90, 80, 70, 70, 80, 80, 90, 70, and then 20, 70, 60, 80, 70, and then 300s again. So she really, you know, I, I, I think I said this... through it and, and just got back to where she was, and hopefully she can continue that. I think I said this last when we did the Oberhof, but it almost felt like in the mass start, it was like she just exercised her demons. And it was like whatever was there, whatever was in the head, she just blasted through it, and it was like it was gone. And it, it was uh-huh. gone. Did you see how excited she was in the mixed relay when, uh, when she Strong was Shine? in tears? Oh, no. Oh, t- sorry. Today. Um, when uh, Stromshine, when he when he hit the last shot, and like he went he went five for five uh, on, on the last shooting. And so Norway was going to get a medal. You know, as long as he as long as he maintained his spot, which he was pretty sure he was going to, uh, she like, I think it was Caroline uh, Knoten, like she jumped up and like jumped on her, and like they collapsed to the snow because it was just, like she was so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, no, was was it this uh, World Cup that her and no, that must have been Oberhof, her and and uh, Hannah yeah. Oberg. Yeah. That they were yeah. basically, she Hannah Oberg was comforting Tanrevolt for. <laughs> Yeah. Being in tears, that was, that was a pretty uh, cool moment. It was. I yeah. just, I want it so badly for her. So, uh, Ingrid, uh, you've got a huge fan over here in Florida. Please win one, <laughs> win one for yourself. But man, I will feel so happy for you. <laughs> well, I mean, Pinnacle would be do it in Oslo, but uh, yeah. Well, that was where her first win was. We'll take it in Oslo too. Yeah, we'll take we'll take more than one win. Where did she? Where did she win? It was in, Last in Oslo. Season. She, it, it was in Oslo? Two years ago in Oslo. Yeah. In the mass start. Two years ago. Oh, was it? Was it no, no, was no it's Ostersund. It two years ago. Ostersund. It was Ostersund. Yeah. Good, good, good call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's where they go next year. Or next week. Yes. It's going to happen. And then after, you know, she cleans well, that out and she can continue in Oslo. Clearly likes, clearly likes Nova Mesto. That's, I think, where world championships are next year. Maybe a couple gold medals. There you go. Maybe I'm just dreaming. Look, if I could get a if I could get a podium of Tangible, Hauser, and I don't know, I'll give you Magnuson, uh, and then uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be a happy man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. Anything else we uh, didn't cover? Uh, Sufi Minkinen had a great weekend. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there now. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and um, like Jordan said at the start. We'll uh, post a review of uh, IBU Cup in Camor later this week, and then next week we'll be back after Ostersund. Yes, we certainly will. Uh, and look for the uh, the the Canmore, uh focus pod coming out probably on Thursday. Yep, I would Perfect. think so. All right, sounds good. Well, Take everybody, care. enjoy uh, enjoy your week and uh, get ready for get ready for Sweden. Should be another good one.